Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash Well, the Black Caps, they got a big task on their hands starting tomorrow evening when they take on India in a two-test series in the very, very tricky subcontinent conditions of India. The full squad has only had a couple of days together to get set after a heavy T20 schedule. And we have, luckily enough, we have our good man, former coach of the side, and a man who knows how difficult the task is at hand for this current Black Caps setup, but also is a very adept at being able to work out sporting environments and work out how to get the right people in the right seats on the bus and heading in the right direction. It's my good friend Mike Hesson. Good morning, Hess. Good morning, Baz. How are you today? Very good. Welcome home, mate. Welcome home. <laughs> I was a bit worried you are going to get stuck over in the UAE for the remainder of the calendar year. Yeah, I was starting to plan a uh, Christmas brunch on a, on a rooftop in Dubai there for a while. But, uh, but managed to find a spot <laughs> home in my seventh attempt. <laughs> oh, so you, you're out of MIQ now, or are you still there, mate? Oh, I'm out of MIQ, but I'm in home isolation at the moment, so I've got one more day to go at my last test um, this morning, and then, uh, yeah, just wait for the result, and then I'm out. Oh, very good. Oh, we look forward to catching up with you, mate, and look forward to you being able yeah. to get down to the beautiful beaches of St. Clair as you wander down the hill from your very flash pad up on the hill. So uh, good luck with yeah. that, mate. I'm sure you're looking forward to a coffee. <laughs> hey, mate, um, we get, we've been talking quite a bit about um, leadership and stuff over the last couple of days, obviously in Foster and, and the All Blacks environment. We'll, we'll get on to a little bit of that with you soon about some of your takes on on uh, on that and maybe even what they might be able to, to be able to pick up on. But first and foremost, mate, the Black Caps... They've been superb of late, the last few years in particular, and what they've been able to tick off. But this task at hand against India in Test cricket in their own conditions, does it get any bigger? Does it get any harder? 
Look, I don't think it does. I think India will have, uh, you know, the majority of their big guns back, especially for Indian conditions. I mean, if you got even if you just got Ashwin and Jadeja as your bowling attack, um, and after day one, and possibly even on day one, it's going to be a heck of a challenge. And I think you can sort of disregard a lot of the other results. I mean, this is a completely different challenge um, in terms of having to face those guys, having not played a lot of first-class cricket, um, and potentially even up to 12 months for some people. Um, you know, it's going to be difficult. No practice matches. Um, it's going to be a heck of a challenge. But we're certainly going to rely on a bit of that experienced um, batting until Williamson, Taylor, Latham, Nichols. And I think just in those mm. four, there's plenty of experience to, to hopefully uh, pass on to the rest of the crew. Hey, mate, you've been on the forefront with the Black Caps for, for a while. Now Gary Stead's taken over. What, what, would, what would be the key messages? heading into this tough tour where we haven't had success since 1988, so it's a very long time. What would you be? What would be the key messages you'd be trying to deliver to the boys in the Black Caps? Well, I think it's probably about not getting too far ahead of yourself. I think that, um, mm. you know, test matches over in India can actually change really quickly. So you've actually got to just stay in the game for as long as you can. So rather than um, thinking about the end result too much, just, just sort of dealing with each compartmentalised session, you know, probably even an hour, um, you know, if you can get through a certain spell from a, a bowler at a certain time and get them to bring back a quick um, you know, then you're sort of winning those small battles, so I think it's about uh, that sustained pressure over long periods of time and, and actually be willing to have to really scrap for a result which, you know, you're going to have to do over a long period of time, but realising that it can change real quick either way, so just hanging in there and um, as I said not getting too far ahead of yourself mm. Hey, yes, mate. I think, I mean, if they were able to scale this mountain, it's quite a remarkable achievement, no doubt. But you must look back on, you know, the time that you, since, well, obviously proud of what you were able to achieve when you were coach, but since you've left the side, what they've, what they've been able to achieve under Steady, you must look at that with just an immense amount of pride and, and satisfaction that, that you played such a big role in that. Oh, look, I, you know, I tune in for every Black Caps game and, and are hugely proud supporter and um, you know everything the team achieves because you know you know about how much work they put in behind the scenes you know it's not a it's not a um, it's not luck you know it's, it's happened over quite a period of time where they've been able to grow that group and all the leaders in the group are, are grown and, they, and they're sort of heading in the same direction which which sounds quite cliche and easy but as you know it's pretty difficult to achieve you know when you've got you know a lot of people with um, <clears throat> You know, you can be caught up in your own little space in international cricket and sort of worry about yourself a bit at times, but it's a pretty cool place when you've got a group of, of players and support staff, you know, all genuinely heading in the same direction, and that, you know, that takes work and effort, and I think this team have that, and, and, and obviously Kane's a huge part in that, but I think you'd be the first to recognise that, you know, like Sasaudi and, um, you know, so many, or BJ Watling when he was there, um, you know, this Tom Latham, there's so many guys in that group, you know, Ross... Um, you know, Balti's now you're becoming a leader. I mean, there's so many guys that have been there now for so long that are pulling that group together. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a nice place to, to be and as a supporter, um, you know, which I am now and, and you know, you are now, it's, um, it's a pretty cool place to be. Mate, t- talk to us about transitioning from T20 cricket to Test cricket and talk about all the formats. We're not only being good at Test cricket as of late, but ODIs, we made the final in 2019. Then we've just missed out on the T20 World Cup final. 
and then we're going out to test cricket. How is how hard is the transition when you're going from all these different formats, and how are the Black Caps able to transition effortlessly from the outside looking in? Well, I think it's just that in each format they've got a really good core group of players, um, and as I said, you can kind of compartmentalise it and um, and actually rely on those players in many ways to to share the message in terms of what I get. Look, guys, we've sort of we've parked that part. Now we're um, now we're going to come together and uh, obviously focus on the next group. What are some of the key objectives we're trying to trying to achieve? Become a little bit um, yeah, as I said, just <clears throat> just just be able to park whether it be a poor result or a good result really quickly. Um, and you can only do that if, as I said, with a bit of experience and, and some leaders in that group. Um, and I think we've got a bit of talent too. I think that's something that mm. you can't you, know, you you can't forget that we've actually got some damn good players across all formats. Um, I think Test cricket we've probably got our most depth at the moment um, across the three. But um, yeah, we've actually got some damn good individuals and uh, who can win a game on their own. But but they're not in terms of they're actually all playing together. Um, and I think that's you know that's pretty damn important. I also think they've planned pretty well in terms of giving guys breaks. Uh, I think the ability to front up. You know, and put in a heck of a performance in all three formats. You know, every day of the year is just impossible. So I think they've been able to relieve people of some, some of that in terms of saying, hey, you're just going to play Test cricket, or you're just going to play, you know, maybe two formats. Um, you take a pretty special player to, to go across all three at the moment. We're talking to former Black Caps coach and now head of cricket over there at uh, RCB in the IPL um, league, Mike Hesson. Hey, um. Yes, there's there's been a bit of a um, push from New Zealand cricket just recently, which you'll be well aware of, and no doubt a contributor to about trying to somehow document or dossier the exact rise, I guess, of the Black Caps, so that they may be able to pass it on to to other sporting or, or in fact, business organisations. Have you firstly been a part of that, and and secondly, um, some of the information you passed on without giving away too much. Um, <laughs> Would you be able to just uh, maybe explain a little bit of a little bit of that for us? Yeah, look, like I have been part of the uh, the process. I sort of had a, an interview with um, you know with Don uh, a couple of months ago when I was in uh, in Dubai. Look, I think um, I think you've got to be careful about sort of cross pollinating into different sports or businesses like everything. I think it's more about um, understanding your environment and actually spending some mm. time. Doing that, um, rather than thinking you can you can apply, you know, your practice or your theory seamlessly into another organisation, because um, I think the I think the biggest part of transition, as I said, is actually completely understanding who you're dealing with, um, the problem of that group, and then trying to come up with a plan around how you're gonna uh, how you're gonna apply the way you think it's going to work in that environment. You know, if you just try and pick up your plan and try and transition it. You know, and, and amongst another team, even in the same sport, is challenging, let alone across sports. So, uh, I mean, there are obviously some fundamentals in terms of, um, you know, being really clear around, you know, what are the parameters you want that team to operate in and who are the types of characters you want in the group and what are some of the values that you want to apply. Um, but I think you just got to, you do actually have to take the time to talk to the right people and find out um, what the group and what the environment requires. What about um, what about some of your um, support acts or, or the support staff? Do you need complementary skills or or um, everyone 
the same as as brief or what I think we know that answer. But. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I think you've actually got to be you've got to be sort of a bit bigger than yourself in many respects. If, but when you're appointing support staff, I, I think the last thing you want are people that just um, tell you that what you want to hear. I think if you do that, then um, you're sort of selling the group short. So I always think when you're putting a support staff together, um, you know it's important to get uh, a real cross section of of people um, and also people that that have different spheres of influence. Um, and I mean by that, you know, I think no matter how good a coach you are or manager or whatever, you, you don't actually get your message across to everyone in a large group. Um, so it's a matter of, of having a real variety of skills across your group, um, whether that be, you know, coaches, but also off the park, that can actually deliver a message and, and be a support network for every one of your players. Um, you know, you can't do that yourself. And if you, you think you can, then you're actually the wrong man for the job anyway. So... Um, I think you know it's more that that combination of people that is just so critical. Hey, man, one thing I've noticed—that's great, great answer there, Hess. But one thing I've noticed about the Black Caps is is their ability to keep the older players, the the Ross Taylors, the Kane Williamsons, at the height of their, the peak of their performance every single time. And I think at the moment, with with other organisations, I find like some of the the more experienced players. Probably stuck struggling to find a bit of form or stay stimulated in those environments. What, what will be your key to keep the guys that have been around for such a long period of time and had so much success? What would be your key thing or key uh, things you'll try and point to to keep those guys stimulated and motivated to go out there and perform? Yeah, I think it's about having a conversation with them and saying, look, you know, mm. we know you've been a great player um, up until now, but mm. you know, how can you continue to contribute? And and actually get them to come along for the ride too. Like, like what what do we need from you? But probably equally as importantly, what do you need from us in terms of keeping you mm. stimulated, making sure that you put the work in behind the scenes so that when you do play, you you are the best sort of version of yourself. And um, I think that's a two way thing. I think that you know yeah. the player also needs to know that they're valued and that they um, you know what they've got a whole heap of experience and skill that they want to pass on. And if they're just seen as a, you know, in our sport of numbers and, you know, a runs and wickets thing, then, of course, their interest mm-hmm. will wane from time to time. Um, whereas if they realise yeah. they're, they're part of that transition and the fact they, they've got to keep their standards up until the time they decide to, you know, retire, um, then it's adding value. Whereas if you're just hanging mm-hmm. on for a, to clip the ticket um, <laughs> and you're not willing to offer or contribute, then, you know, potentially we're... You know, we're best moving on as well. So I think those conversations are critical. Mm. Yeah, spot on, mate. We're going to let you go in a minute, but just just quickly, mate. So you get out of MIQ tomorrow, or out of home isolation, and then what? You've got you got nothing until maybe the IPL auction, or what else is going on in, in your life, mate? What what do you got over the next few months? Yeah, it's a good question, Ben. I think um, as you know, with the <laughs> IPL, there's, there's a whole lot of different pressure points, I guess, throughout the year, and um, you know, whether it be obviously retention of players and then heading up to an auction. Um, there's also a few issues around trying to get an, an MIQ spot or whether the MIQ is going to finish, um, so whether we can actually, you know, carry on our jobs overseas or not. So there's a bit of drama around that. But I'm sort of involved in a couple of startups, um, which I'm really enjoying. Don't know a heck of a lot about them in terms of, you know, the actual in, ins and outs of the business, but love sort of talking about leadership and how. How it can help grow, you know, grow the business. Um, do a bit of work for Sky Sports, 
Um, obviously, lucky enough to be involved in the, the series at the moment with, with the Black Caps. It sort of keeps you keeps you involved. Uh, yeah, a couple of girls and a, and a dog. So, yeah, plenty of work to do. Oh, yeah, well, so with the, I, yeah. with the IPL auction, then obviously the retention of players comes out um, as a fellow coach in the IPL auction. What uh, what, what players yeah. are you retaining? <laughs> 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 I can't ask that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've lost yeah, A.B. De Villiers anyway. Jeepers. That was a big one. Yeah. Oh, mate, that was a huge one. It was a big week for, for all of us, really. Um but I guess, I mean, you know, AB, um, you know, really well. I haven't played with him and against him for a while. And um, he's just he's just a champion bloke on and off the park. And um, obviously he's genius with the bat and will be sorely missed. But he's one of those guys that when he makes up, um, you know, when he talks about family and how it's important to him and, and you know, what's going on in, in South Africa and the fact he wants to spend time there, then, you know, you've, you got to respect that, and he, you know, he didn't come to that decision lightly. Um, you know, we would have loved to have him back, no doubt about that, and we're all going to miss him. But we're sort of respectful that, mate, he's put in some pretty damn good years, and when the fire burns out and he wants to, doesn't quite think he can be the best in the world, and he's, you know, you see, there's times enough. So yeah, you've got to respect that, haven't you? And not saying I didn't try and twist his arm a little bit, but um, <laughs> definitely, uh, you know, he definitely, man, deserves to, to enjoy his retirement. Yeah, too right. Oh, well, very, very best of luck, mate. Look forward to uh, to dueling again out on the uh, the fields of the IPL in uh, in time, or dueling at the auction first of all, and then in, on the field in time. But uh, it's been great to catch up with you, mate. Really appreciate your insights, and not just on on cricket, mate, but on all things sort of high performance and structures and team environments and that as well. And we wish you all the best for your time back home, mate. And uh, thanks heaps for joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Jesus. Uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate the chat and look forward to um, you know, having a glass of wine in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, yeah. too right. <laughs> that was Mike Kesson, former Black Caps coach and now director of cricket at RCB over there in the IPL competition. That was our cricket catch-up with Razine. Colour Shops, your paint, stain, colour and decorating experts. It is 7.21 in the morning here on Baz Nizzi for breakfast. We've got plenty more coming up. And we're going to talk a little bit more cricket and maybe just a little bit more leadership stuff and even team structures and environments. So that was Mike Hesson who joins us, who joined us. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.